When am I going to California? I have to record the Godfather, Godfather Minute. My name is Alex Robinson. And I'm Andy Robinson. And together we're the Godfather Minute. We uh, take the movie The Godfather, the 1972 classic by Francis Ford Coppola, and we uh, pick a minute at random, and we talk about it, some behind-the-scenes stuff, we make jokes about the characters, we do funny impressions... Interestingly, you said it was a Francis Ford Coppola movie referred to the director. Mm-hmm. I guess I was just wondering about that. Puzo got no, you, you didn't give any credit to Puzo. Well, Puzo did the novel. Okay. So the so, movie is Coppola's. I think traditionally you would say the director right. of the movie. I can't think of any cases where you say, unless it's like, ironically, Francis Ford Coppola's movie, Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> Unless the author's name is in the title, yeah, or uh, Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire, yeah, and I guess Francis Ford Coppola wrote the screenplay, right, to yeah. The Godfather. If yeah. he had co-written it with Puzo and Coppola, maybe you would have given both of them credit. No, I no, I still would still Coppola. fall back on director. Wow, okay, it's just uh, That's the way it goes. It's good yeah. to it's good to it's good to be the director, <laughs> and just to show you that it's not all about credits. I enjoy your pictures very much. <laughs> that was I, that was. I'm trying to be Waltz in case oh, you didn't figure it out. Okay. <laughs> no wonder I enjoy your pictures very much. Anyway, we are talking about minute twenty six. Alex, six months into the Godfather. A minuto. A minuto. Numero, numero venti ventisei. 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 That's easy. Ventisei. Say say. Minuto. <laughs> Minuto numero ventisei. You got it. Oh, I can speak fluent Sicilian Every now. This day. is awesome. Perfect. Oh, yeah. So minute 20, minute uh, ventisei mm-hmm. starts with um, Don. The Don is consoling Johnny Fontaine saying, I want you to leave it all to me. He's, of course, referring to getting him the part in the picture, even though they start shooting next week. And there's no chance, no chance they're going to give him the role in the movie. Yeah, I have no idea how Don Corleone is going to pull this off because they start shooting next week. Yeah, it'll be tough. I mean, maybe they'll uh, like. uh, Maybe he'll make him a decent offer. Something like that. Yeah, Yeah, it's going to be a pretty good offer, though, in order for him to completely kick out whoever is now scheduled to play that lead role. Well, if they turn down, if they turn it down, then they'll just make it like it's a negotiation. Yeah, but they start shooting in a week. Johnny's voice is weak. (laughs) Wait, they start shooting in a week. Johnny's voice is weak. (laughs) Conspiracy. (laughs) It's weak. It'd be funny if uh, during the negotiation process. Don Corleone hadn't actually convinced Waltz, mm-hmm. but Waltz didn't want to go ahead with his current plan. So they had someone like stand in mm-hmm. and start to film it. <laughs> Maybe Hagen offered to do it because he liked his pictures very much. <laughs> he had to dress up and act like Johnny Fontaine so that it would be easier to replace him. Do you think Waltz started filming scenes that didn't require the main actor? So they kept to their schedule. Mm. But he sort of kicked the, the can, deciding who would well, play that. Main we role. should save this for the Waltz minutes. Okay, we should, yeah, we should, sorry, yeah. shouldn't burn through all this now. <laughs> sorry, so. sorry. Um, yeah. So, well, speaking of which, though, uh, this is when um, 
um, Tom refers to going to mm-hmm. Los California yeah. in this a minute because he says, oh, we can discuss this when you get back from California. Well, when am I going to California? And, he say, uh, when am I going to California? He does say that. Uh, he says when, right? Yeah, when am I going to California? Yeah. When am I going why, to California? Why? Shouldn't, shouldn't he be saying, why am I going to California? Or do you think he already knows because he was present when... Don Corleone told Johnny he would make Waltz an offer he couldn't refuse. Uh, the only thing I can think of is that it, the the conversation revolves around uh, time because he mm-hmm. says, "What time does my daughter leave oh, with the yeah. bridegroom?" And yeah. he says, "As soon as you get back." And he's like, "Well, when? Like, when is that?" Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Like, <laughs> that's awesome. Um. So so wait, I'm getting rewinding a little bit though. So after Johnny leaves, the, mm-hmm. then the, the Don goes like. Oh, he's the big heavy side. Yeah. Yeah, heavy, you know, so many burdens being the uh, the crime boss. And then the wedding cake comes. N- not just any wedding cake, the Naz- Nazarene's wedding cake. If oh. you look, you can see him. He's in the front of them, and he's like telling mm-hmm. him, like, oh, bring the cake this way. It, yeah. is, a, it is a beautiful cake. Yeah. You have not seen a cake like yeah, this. Yeah, it's got many layers. And Nazarene yeah. is very proud of that cake. You can he see is. him. He's smiling, and people yeah. are clapping. He's like, my son Enzo, will, my, my new son-in-law Enzo will definitely get in once he sees this beautiful cake. Yeah. He'll definitely be allowed to become a citizen. <laughs> of course, it's. It doesn't hurt that the Godfather is going to make that senator an offer he couldn't refuse. <laughs> Everybody offers you can't refuse. <laughs> He's going to burn out that line someday. Do you think when you, um, I guess it's a kind of implied that you don't want the Don to get to that state. You don't want him to be at the stage where you're getting an offer. You that's kind of like the last. That's like the last really stop is. in the negotiations. Yeah. yeah, like he asks you a favor. And you can say no. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hmm. And he's like, then he'll maybe make you an offer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, you know, I still don't feel like yeah. it. My back hurts. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I want to go with the other actor. If that's okay with you, I just totally, think he's better. Yeah. You know, Johnny kind of took some actions that I didn't approve of. Although Tom later on says that once he's done, once he's turned down an offer for a favor, he doesn't. He doesn't ask doesn't twice. Ask again. Yeah. So I guess the second time he's not asking. Yeah. He's basically. He's saying sign the contract. He's with, making an offer, but it's not like asking. It's it's yeah. It's not truly. I guess it is an offer. It's technically asking yeah. because he has to respond, but <laughs> yeah. it's not like he's uh yeah. So um, so the wedding cake comes in beautiful, beautiful cake. cake, and uh, you know I remember the last minute you were saying the audience really likes to see people good at their jobs. Mm-hmm. I think seeing Nazarene proud Nazarene. of the cake and people clapping. I felt good. Watching Although that. I, uh, I I don't know if I connected it that that was the same guy so like really well i mean i i guess i guess the scene with nazarene is you kind of just see the tail end of it with him mm-hmm. like oh you're gonna get such a beautiful cake and then he leaves like i never really mm. connected as much mm. that that was that that his cake so it only took months and months of extreme analysis of this book and movie for you to make that connection there's a lot of things you notice when you watch it one minute at a time yeah. that you would don't notice it in the in a larger context yeah it's true so um so then the Don says. So then it's back to the office. Back scene. to the office. Uh-huh. Or I had a question. Those big wedding cakes. Yeah. Have you ever eaten from a big wedding cake like that? And Gosh. how do they do it with the tears? Do you start at the top and eat your way down? Or can you start at the middle? Like, boy. Well, I'm do thinking. Do they break it down before they start cutting it? You're asking, the wrong, guy. You're asking the wrong guy. But I'm thinking that you probably start 
Well, you don't want to start at the top because then you ruin. That's where the, the the little figurines of the bride and groom. You don't want to ruin that part. But then again, you don't want to destabilize the foundation. Mm, yeah, you don't want the whole thing to come down. But maybe it's built. It's constructed in such a way that you can cut from the bottom and it's still gonna. I stay. bet that was in one of the deleted lines of dialogue. <laughs> Nazarene going into like, oh, my Godfather, this cake is so beautiful. You can cut it right from the bottom. Let me show you a <laughs> demonstration. Let me show you a blueprint of what. The- <laughs> no, that was Nazarene's first favorite. He asked of Don Corleone. He's like, Don Corleone, I need you to design me a cake that can <laughs> stand multiple layers. Cake. Yeah, because he because it hadn't existed. Oh. So Don Corleone's like, oh, like oh. on this daughter's wedding day. Yes, and he had to run home, make the cake, and then bring it well, back. No, he, so Godfather had to go into his other studio, into his workshop, design it. Yeah, get the blue, practice it, make a few variations Sample of cakes. cakes. Yeah, and, and until it worked, go back to his office where Nazarene was waiting the whole time. Wow. <laughs> Given the blueprint, he comes out a little flower all <laughs> over his tuxedo. <laughs> He's got an apron on. Oh, you know? <laughs> That's why Johnny was smart to wear a white tuxedo. He's like, oh, last time I remember. <laughs> if you look closely at the previous yeah. minute where Don Corleone smacks Johnny, yeah. you can actually see some baking uh, powder on Johnny's face. <laughs> it's with a rolling pin. <laughs> Although I just thought of something from the last minute that I forgot to bring up. Okay. Let's do um, a, a rewind. In the scene where he's saying, no man, you can never be a man unless you stay, spend time mm-hmm. with his family. If you look in the background, it's one of those things you notice when you're doing it minute by minute. Um, Sonny looks over to the side and like he's he makes eye contact with someone. He points his finger on his chin and then points like up. Really? Like, like I don't know if it's some like. Wow, I didn't notice that. Uh, and it, it's weird because I don't know if he's looking at Tom and doing like a kind of like, shh, don't tell him I was oh, upstairs with Lucy wow. or some other or if it's some other like Sicilian thing, like a look at this guy or, you know, yeah. or something like that. So keep an eye. I'm going to go back and watch that. That's yeah. fascinating. I, I noticed one while we're in this rewind zone. Yeah. Rewind zone. You got to come up with a new theme song for that. Yeah, We actually should do a rewind we should do all of our rewind comments mm-hmm. played backwards. Oh, totally. So yeah. people have to find a way on their iPods and their computers to listen to it backwards oh, to access that okay. content. Let's do the first one. Yeah. So I, I love uh, Satan. I, I Otis nay at the unisay. I noticed that Sonny in one of the shots, I think when Don Corleone yeah. said, a man can never really be a man unless he spends time with his family. That Sonny had like grimaces, uh-huh. he, but I didn't notice him touching his chin and pointing. Yeah, he does a strange wow. little gesture. Well, yeah. you know, we'll watch that between the bonus content. That way you can, you can confirm that this, Perfect. That this happens. So. Yeah. so the Don then says, what time does my daughter leave with the bridegroom? Mm-hmm. And that, to me, tells a lot. Well, before he says that, they talk what? about Carlo, remember? Oh, right, the family business. It's after this line, isn't it? I think he talks about Carlo. No, he says, what time does my daughter leave at the bride room? And then he says, in a few minutes, uh, right after they cut the cake. Now, do you want your son-in-law? Gotcha, to gotcha. Sorry, yeah. sorry. So this is how he comes up. This is mm-hmm, how it comes mm-hmm. up. But, so the fact that the Don says, what time does my daughter? Mm-hmm. He doesn't say, what time does Connie leave? He mm-hmm. says, what time does my daughter leave yeah. with the bridegroom? He doesn't say with Carlo. He doesn't yeah. say what time do Connie and Carlo leave. He's Interesting. Like, so is what's the what's the thinking behind that? Wow. And earlier in the movie, he also refers like, now I'd like to enjoy my daughter's wedding. Yeah. He doesn't say Connie. Huh, I wonder. 
so in that first one, when he says, my daughter, I, I want to enjoy my daughter's wedding day. I think that line's actually coming up. But yeah. does he, is he talking to Tom or is he talking to Bonacera or one of those I think clowns? he was talking to Hagen. Who's, okay, who's, so both times he refers to my daughter to Hagen. He doesn't say mm, Connie, even though Tom mm-hmm. would know who his daughter yeah. was. Wow, what do you think? The only thing I can, well, you can say that on the one hand, it's, represents a certain formality with Tom mm-hmm, Hagen mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. like it's my daughter, you know, mm-hmm. like it's a, uh, or I think on a practical level, we haven't heard Connie. I don't think we've heard her mentioned by name. Have we? Hmm. I don't think so. So if he were to say, what time do Carlo and what time do Connie and Carlo leave? The audience would be like, well, well, who are those people? Because we haven't mm. really met them yet. That's true. Yeah. So it might just be a way of letting the audience know oh, who yes. these people are. But mm-hmm. We've seen the movie billions of times, so we know who they are. But right. you're right. The first time watching, you don't know them. But also, as we know, he doesn't trust Carlo, clearly. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why he's like the bridegroom. He's not even like yeah. signifying, you know, yeah. I don't know who this bridegroom is. I don't know how he owns his money. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. 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 I think you're right. It's probably maybe a few of those reasons. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. So then Dom, Tom says, oh, how involved do we want? We have to, what are we going to do with Carlo? And, and do we want him to be involved in the family? Well, well Tom Hagen suggests, he says, uh, and your, your new son-in-law, give, you'll give him something important. Right. And, and he, he says, says never, never. Not even like, let's hold back. He says, yeah. Never. Give him a living, but never discuss the family business. So, so right there, you, you can tell he doesn't trust yeah. uh, Carla, mm-hmm. even though presumably he's Sicilian. Oh, he's half Sicilian. Oh, he is? Yeah, he's half Sicilian, half right. northern Italian. And maybe that's why he doesn't ah, tr- trust him. Well, I wonder if, if he were, were full Sicilian and if he were reputable, mm-hmm. do you think John Corleone would give him more than just a living? Or or was whoever Connie married was doomed to just have a living and never really be a part of the family business? <sighs> That's a good question. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is if it's like a like a kind of uh, like royal marriage thing where like, hey Connie, mm-hmm. you're gonna marry Bruno Tatalia yeah. and our families will now be one big family. Yeah. You know, one like, big pimpin' family. <laughs> <laughs> one big pimpin' family. Um Yeah, that's a good point though. I can imagine that no one would have lived up to Yeah to well, in preparation of this minute, I looked back in the book to try to find more information about Carlo. Uh-huh. Was there something in particular? And I couldn't find anything. Hmm. So I just left me to conjecture. Yeah. Um, My so, guess is the Don is just too sharp to let anyone, even though he had him vetted, he actually sent people out to Nevada mm-hmm. and had him checked out. Wow. Still, I mean, he's he's weak, too. Did Carlos he have people to, check? Did he send people to Nevada yes. to check him out? Or did he just ask Mo Green, hey, could you have some guys check him out? It, in the book, Puzo didn't write who was checking him out, yeah. but he, he said, Puzo wrote that he had him checked out in Nevada. Oh, he had him checked yeah, out. Yeah, maybe. So that could have been Mo Green's guy. Yeah, it could have been. He didn't yeah, say, oh, he yeah. sent Tom to Nevada to do. He just said he had him checked out. So yeah. it's a subtle little thing. Yeah. Um, and I wonder when Mo Green was checking him out, I wonder if at that point he talked to Barzi. <laughs> <laughs> quoting the famous overdub line of course i want to integrate that more into the podcast because it's so funny all right so two questions mm-hmm. about this scene what is the living that you think they give 
Carlo. Oh, it's we know it. It's just the bookmaking operation. So it's still a criminal. It's still a criminal oh, thing. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's weird. He's still involved in the family business, <laughs> yeah. just not the family business. Exactly. It's sort of a subsidiary. It's just it's working out of a candy store, yeah, running the this, street level this number operation, yeah. basic level. And that's why Carlo is upset. Well, I was going to say, does this sort of does this scene plant the seeds for Carlo betraying? Uh, like what was what was causal? That's what you're asking. Was it you have to show cause? <laughs> was the Don giving Carlo not enough trust and not enough meaningful work? Did that is that what caused Carlo to be disgruntled and be a traitor? Yeah. So let's get this straight though. So Carlo was uh, he beats up Connie so that mm-hmm. Sonny will come to the rescue. Yes, and they'll shoot him on the causeway. Yes, they'll massacre the, his mm-hmm, boy. Mm-hmm. So, so presumably it was the Tatalias he he teamed up with. Who did? Who no, did? it was Barzini. Oh, I, right. I believe it was. This is Barzini a, was the one running the whole because Tatalia's a pimp. It was Barzini all along who was running the whole yes, operation. Yes, I believe so. I'd have to go back and check. So it could my, be Tatalia. We don't know if Carlo a, went straight to the top or if he just went to any. You know, I have this and I wasn't prepared to talk about it now, but I definitely have it all in my notes. Okay. Like Polly's death, the hospital scene. Do you want me to do a quick look? Um, no. no, we can okay. we'll get to it another time. OK, we have, we have seven <laughs> yeah. more years of this movie to get through. Um, I have it right. Actually, okay, I have it right here. Sock so this me. is under the Sunny attacks Carlo. Uh, paragraph. So Wait, in what? Where is the throw? This is way down in my note, my personal oh, in your personal Yeah, notes. You've written all the way up to Sonny attacking Carlo? Oh, yeah, and even, and even beyond, yeah. Whoa, okay. Yeah, but that's why sometimes if we jump, but I haven't looked at them okay. in, in yeah, a long yeah. time. So Long time. Um, the families are at war, Sonny can't be out in public when he attacks Carlo. Spoiler that. warnings for yeah, anyone. Exactly, not- yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, interestingly, there is a so when Sonny attacks Carlo later in the movie, there is a low level Tatalia family informer who witnessed the attack. Mm. He calls the Tatalias, but it takes him a few layers of people to get through to anyone who can take action. By the time they do, Sonny is already home. Oh, that's what they were actually trying to kill Sonny. Yeah, this is the time. Um, this is where they get the idea later to use Carlo as bait for Sonny. Hmm. So it was Tatalia. But I think all of the families were against the Corleones at that point. Oh, yeah. But we, we, I just didn't know if he was, um, you know, who he, who he contacted. Yeah. So I'm guessing Tatalia. Yeah. Yeah. Because he say, said he was on the scene and, yeah. and whatever. So. Mm-hmm. Eh, Tatalia's a pimp. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the, the seeds are planted for Sonny's murder. Or did the Don already know that Carlo was not trustworthy and... This just confirms his suspicions. Yeah. We don't really, we can't really we don't tell. Know. No. But uh, I will look back in the book and try to find that. Yeah. Okay. Let's suppose, hypothetical, mm-hmm. uh, you marry a, a lady. Mm-hmm. Um, like Connie? Well, possibly like Connie. Okay. Would you, let's just say you married a woman who you knew was in a family business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. And I know this going in. Yes. Would okay. you want a jackpot? You would want a role in the family business or would you just want to be like Merle and just be a kept man who's kind of just living off of your wife's? Like, would you want to be involved? I, you know, I've totally changed my mind on uh-huh. the, on being involved with the mob. Remember we were talking. Yeah, you were, you had said you had said it would be awesome because you can get people to pull strings for you and all. Did that. I say that? Okay. Then I'm yeah. going to keep going with that okay. because like, look in this situation we had with Johnny Fontaine, mm-hmm. 
Johnny Fontaine gets the part in this movie uh-huh. and all Johnny Fontaine has to do to make up for it is to just do some concert dates in a casino. Yeah. He doesn't have to like kill anybody yeah. or bury a body mm-hmm. in a thing. So mm-hmm. like, sure. Like if, if, if I have the Don do something for me, then at some point he's just going to be like, I want you to draw me a wedding invitation. You know what I mean? He's yeah. just going to do something with my You're skills. You're going to use your skills. He's not going to have I'm gonna me cl- do. And one day I'm going to, I need you to use all your skills <laughs> to draw this wedding invitation. I want you to do a podcast. <laughs> I don't want his mother to see this cartoon like it is now. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm totally on board. If right. there's any, if there's any uh, so, crime lords out there who need, <laughs> need our work done or podcasts, uh, wacky guests on a podcast. So interestingly, mm-hmm. ethics wise, you're okay contributing, supporting crime as long as you don't have to be the one pulling the trigger. If you want to benefit from the crimes the family, your new family, your new yes. in-laws are you committing. You're getting it. Now you got yeah. it. I think I'm in. I'm in with that. Okay. You answered asked me that question. <laughs> well, because in a way, aren't we all? Isn't it part of a symbiont circle? Aren't we all basically involved in crime one way or another where some of our money goes to criminals? Okay. I, I'm actually, I'm going to pause the podcast right what? now. Let you know, this is being recorded, you realize. So anything you say, <laughs> I, could, I, ain't, I ain't no Tom Hagen. This is joking, of course. <laughs> Uh, so to lawyer. answer your question, I would not marry into a crime family. I have not been involved in any crimes. I yeah. own stock in Facebook and AT and T. Now wait a minute, as is my Just right before, to do so. You were telling he, he you signed <laughs> an affidavit. Alex, you see our cousin from uh, from the Bronx up there behind you. Oh, Just yeah. need you to see. Hey, him. how's it going? <laughs> no, no, he doesn't speak any English. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just came here to support me? Just came here to support you. He could have had his own oh, family. Man. I can't wait to get the Godfather too. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so the other thing that this scene mm-hmm. does is set up the next oh, yeah. line because mm-hmm. uh, Tom Hagen says a Virgil Solozzo called mm-hmm. and uh, he wants to set up a meeting. Mm-hmm. And so this is, so it's nice that this comes right at the end of the wedding. This is basically one of the, the last minutes of the wedding. Yeah. And then it, setting up the next uh i don't know if it's act but yeah next definitely the shift yeah because now the plot starts moving a lot more and Mm -hmm. so yeah i guess yeah the second act this really is the turning point too because up to now it's been very happy very positive there have been some sort of dark undertones yeah Bonus hair asked him to do murder johnny's voice is weak johnny gets smacked around so you see hints suggestions of violence yes Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you, did you mention Sonny breaking the cameras? Sonny breaking the cameras, That's another yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the guy uh, Barzini. Wait, cr- was that a euphemism? <laughs> Sonny and Lucy. <laughs> That's what he meant when he tapped his uh, <laughs> tapped his chin. Sonny, you in there breaking the cameras? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good Tom Hagen. <laughs> I'm getting better. I can do Tom Hagen. Don't ask me to do Johnny Fontaine though. <laughs> you can do it if you do a line. That's just. Uh, this guy, he won't yeah. give me the job. My voice is weak. My voice is weak. I can barely sing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Virgil Salozzo. Mm-hmm. So in the movie, mm-hmm. he says, hey, we're going to have to give Salozzo some time. He's got to. And that's when Godfather says, oh, we'll do it after you come back from California. When am I going to California? Mm-hmm. To, tonight. Is that what oh, he says? Wait, is that, what? Is that, is that what I say? Did I say Tonight. <laughs> I meant yesterday. Get on that plane. 
<laughs> I'm not. I'm not your travel agent. Get on Travelocity. <laughs> get on uh, Orbitz. Book your own flights. Orbitz. <laughs> Book your own flights, Consigliere. <laughs> so, is there a difference? Is there something different in the book? Oh, well, it's a little bit different. This whole follow-up part. Uh, there's there's some elaboration with Salazzo. Okay. So the book is different than the movie. I'm waiting for you. You always have some quip after I say that. <laughs> the book is different than the movie. What? <laughs> the book is different than the movie. The book is different than the movie. The book is different. The book is different. The book is different than the movie. On page 39, I almost said Salazzo wrote. Puzzo wrote. In the book of Salazzo, <laughs> chapter 1, verse 7. Uh, page 39, Puzzo writes, and this is Hagen speaking, Salazzo can't be put off anymore. <laughs> Sorry. Salazzo How do you do Tom Hagen? You can only do him yelling. Yeah, I know. Salazzo can't be put off anymore. <laughs> that sounds like Brando even. <laughs> you'll, you, you'll have to... You'll have to see him this week. Hagen held his pen over the calendar. The Don shrugged. Now that the wedding is over, whenever you like. The answer told Hagen two things. Do you want to guess what the two things are, Ralph? The wedding was over. Yes. And then he could go, he could have the meeting whenever he liked. <laughs> That's true. A little more insightful. This t- that Tom's a sharpie. You know, he, he needs between the lines. Hey, 15 years of law school. <laughs> This answer told Hagen two things. Most important, that the answer to Virgil Salazzo would be no. What? Yeah. The second, that Don Corleone, since he would not give the answer before his daughter's wedding, expected his no to cause trouble. Isn't that fascinating? So, so Hagen's sharper than you give him credit so for. Wait, so rewind a bit. Yeah. So the two things he knows is that he's going to say no. Because he said now that the wedding's over. Yeah, because the Don put this off until after the wedding. Yeah, this showed told Hagen those two things because he didn't want it to be before the wedding because he knew it was going to it would have disrupted things. Yes. It might have caused waves, yes. shock waves throughout the crime lord and community, as we, as we see it will. Yeah, mm-hmm. these things have to happen every once yeah. in a while. Uh, Hagen said cautiously, "Shall I tell Clemenza to have some men come live at the, live <laughs> in the house?" Also, that shows that he knows there's going to be trouble because he's mm-hmm. like, yeah. Don, the Don, Don. <laughs> the Don said impatiently, for what? I didn't answer before. I didn't answer before the wedding because on an important day like that, there should be no cloud. Not. Wait, am I reading this right? I didn't answer before the wedding because on an important day like that, there should be no cloud, right. not even in the distance. So he confirms yeah. that. Also, I wanted to know beforehand what he wanted to talk about. We know now what he will propose is an infamida. How does he know what he's going to propose? I think they, I think they had re- They don't write. Puto didn't write that, but I think he had researched that. He oh. had found out somehow that he was going to make a. Uh, okay, a so it's not like offer. something happened during. No, the, uh, I, I, I just assuming that he found out somehow and that the proposal was going to be about drugs. Right. Um, that interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. Uh, and then finally, to close this se- section, Hagen asked, "Then you will refuse?" When the Don nodded, Hagen said, "I think we should all discuss it, the whole family, before you give your answer." 
because Tom was hot for the deal. I, Tom and, and Sonny. So, oh, yeah. Hey, I mean, it sounds like Hagen was hot for the deal, yeah. although he didn't, in the book he reveals it, but he didn't reveal Oh, well, he does, does reveal it in the movie. Because he's like, we don't get into this yeah, business he's, now, he's the other family's rational will. About it. He's yeah. like, you know, not, maybe not now, but 10 years from now. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> that Hagen knew something. Yeah. Not a wartime consigliere, but right. he, he knows his business. Uh, yeah, and he and these the Don is getting old. He's yeah. old school. But I thought it was interesting in the book, in this passage, how Hagen <clears throat> sort of challenging the Don. He's saying, shouldn't we discuss this with more people? And like you're almost saying that your word, like you should think twice about this. Well, I guess that's kind of a concierge's role, right? Yeah, to kind of be the kind of like sounding board and say like, oh, are yeah. you sure about this? And don't just be a yes man. Yeah, because you need someone who's going mm-hmm. to give you honest advice. Yeah, You don't want just, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yes that's man, a yeah. good point. So, and then uh, finally, the Don smiled. Oh, you think so? Because Hagen just offered, said we should talk about this as a family. Oh, you think so? Good. We will discuss it when you come back from California. Wow. <laughs> when am I going to California? I want you to Pop. fly there tomorrow and settle this business for Johnny. See that movie, Pezzo Novante. Tell Salazzo I will see him when you get back from California. Is there anything else? So he wants him to go see a movie called Pezzo Novante. <laughs> <laughs> What did he say? Go see that movie. That's a Novena. What's it called? That's a deleted scene. Hagen's <laughs> sitting in Times Square or in California watching this movie, Pets and Avante. He's wearing his hat. You just sitting there eating popcorn. He flies all the way home. <laughs> Pop, why'd you want me to see that movie for? Why'd you, Pop, why'd you want me to see that movie? They didn't even have it on the plane. They were showing some other Greta Garbo picture. No, I didn't want you to see that movie on the plane. What's the matter? It was ridiculous. Some consigliere I got. Uh, yeah, and that's where the minute ends. It ends mm-hmm. with uh, with the Don uh, telling Tom to go take care of this Hollywood big shot. Mm-hmm. The big shot. 90 caliber Petsonolante. <laughs> I do want to revisit that uh, that last passage. So he, okay. for people that don't know what this means, uh, Don Corleone suggested that this drug business uh, is an infamida. Infamida. Mm-hmm. Could you spell that, please? Yes, I-N-F-A-M-I-T-A. Could now, you please use it in a sentence? <laughs> I will, but first I want to get the pronunciation right. Okay. So I referenced our friend in a previous uh, episode. We have a linguistic expert, oh. Mr. Peter Carucci from New York, who's on contract with us to provide linguistic support. <laughs> you sound like you're very Hyman Rothy with this. <laughs> and so, Pete, back in That's New York. Peter, well, <laughs> back in New York, is living on a pension, working on contract he for us. give us any linguistic <laughs> advice we need. At the time of my retirement, <laughs> he will go through all these minutes and correct my pronunciation. <laughs> so, enjoy. Uh, so, I wanted to share uh, the pronunciation. So, the first one, oh, and l- let me say what it means. First, so an infamida is a Sicilian word that means an act of infamy or dishonor, mm. and it's particularly against one's uh, family, but it can be against a set moral standard, which in this case it seems like it is exactly. Yeah. Although it's funny that the Don doesn't, when he refuses, he doesn't give it. He doesn't put it that way. No, he doesn't say, "Oh, it's it's a moral crime," or. He he hands it off on the like oh my my political friends won't go for it. like he would go for it, but his his political friends would not. Oh, that's interesting. Like yeah. he doesn't he he he, blame, he puts it off on them as to like oh they wouldn't be my friends much longer if I got in this drug business. Yeah, that's true. So Which he, is a departure from his character. Usually he's a straight shooter and he he makes his morals very clear. Yeah, right. But also this is the first time we see him dealing with someone who's not like a. Every person we've seen up until this point has been someone who's like kowtowing to. Yeah, that's true. This is someone a little bit more equal, or at least 
has connections. Mm-hmm. He has to treat him with more respect than he would Johnny Five. He's not going to yeah. slap around Salozzo yeah. or, or uh, he'll bring the drugs business to me. <laughs> That's an impalmata. <laughs> anyway, so now please use it in a sentence. Um, well, the, uh, the sentence would be like, it is an infamida. <laughs> but, but here's the first pronunciation from our, lingu- oh, yes, from our ling- linguistic <laughs> expert in, in New York. So this is the, cr- the Italian pronunciation. Infamita. Infamita. Did you hear that, Alex? Mm-hmm. Infamita. Uh-huh, that's it. Infamita. He puts the emphasis on the fam, which makes sense if it's family. Yes, exactly. Hmm. And then, uh, but uh, most New Yorkers... Or many New Yorkers, and the way I think the Don—they pro- forget about it. <laughs> the way the Don pronounces is, is uh, infamida. Infamita. <laughs> Was he correcting you in the- <laughs> Infamida. Infamita. Infamida. Infamita. All right, so I guess uh, yeah, the minute ends with Tom. Um- with uh, the Don telling Tom to go uh, take care of the big shot. So what do we mm. want to rate this one? It's a tricky one. Yeah. Hmm. It's There's a little bit of transition. You get the wedding cake. Yeah. You, you do get, have you do have wall-to-wall Marlon Brando. Yeah. Which automatically bumps it up one night. Uh, it does. Never give him a living, but never discuss the family business. You got Salazzo mentioned, but mm. not really a whole lot of discussion there. I'm going to go ahead and give it four. I was going to give it four, too. Yeah. I mean, any scene with Brando and Tom Hagen, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's, it's just classic. Like That's <laughs> what we're here for, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right, then. So It'll be um, interesting to go back and if we averaged all the ratings, mm-hmm. and that's the rating for the movie. Yeah. Uh, someone, when we did our, uh, when on our podcast, Alphabetical, mm-hmm. where we went through every single Beatles song and rated them all. On a scale oh, of neat. one to five. And at the last episode, we did all sorts of statistical analysis. Oh, like, funny. oh, the average rating was 3.2. <laughs> this person had the highest rating. This person had the lowest average rating and so on. It was, oh, funny. Uh, I wonder how the different actors would feel. Al Pacino was like, what? I got three. My scene's got three and a half stars. <laughs> That's Waltz. <laughs> and just to show you, I'm, it's not all about ratings. <laughs> well, my children come and play with their toys. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so... Uh, fours all around. Yeah, fours all around. Perfect. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess I'll wrap up this minute. We're setting the stage for our bonus content. And yes. uh, what do we what do we have uh, this today's episode? Well, Alex, in case you haven't heard, you and I are brothers. Mm-hmm. This we've, is what I've heard. We've always been brothers. Word on the street. Word on the street. And so I took the liberty, oh. and I, I don't think I had your permission to do this, but I did anyway. I talked to our mother... You talk to you talk to our mother about my future. Well, I waited for you to be um, to 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 not, die to know to not be there because I need forty eight hours in advance notice for you to not be there, and then right. You can. Oh, sorry, that was terribly awkward. <laughs> I was referring to Michael and Fredo. I know I, you don't have to tell me. I'm your I brother. Was, I know I was you're explaining it to the I was explaining it to the listener because I was such a poor job. Anyway, I interviewed our mother about. The Godfather. So because I asked her several questions. Growing up, we knew she she liked it. She would quote Hyman Roth like every time that we had a cake to being served. <laughs> she would talk about running molasses out of Canada. <laughs> We're like, what is it to do with the cake? She, 
should never explain. It's just so funny how those yeah. memories, you, you can connect some memories with media. <laughs> yeah. That's her. So, so you sat down and you, so the, the, the bonus content today will be you talking to our mother about my mm-hmm. future. We sat at her, her, on, at our kitchen table in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. The Electric City. The Electric City. We interviewed Steam her. Steamtown. Steamtown. Where the office takes place. Took place. Took place. Yeah. Is it done? Yeah, the office. How many seasons did it have? Ooh, I think it was like eight or something in the yeah, end. Boy, it wasn't a record though. No, no, no. Okay, no. Any nope. spinoffs? No, there was talk about really? doing a Dwight Schrute spinoff, mm. and I think they filmed it, but I think they turned it into a backdoor pilot. Really? Yeah, and it never took off. Yeah, I don't think. I think uh, they never. They never did. Which yeah. is good. Was, yeah. Anyway, so, so if you so want, I to, interviewed your mm-hmm. mother, mm-hmm. and. And that's what the bonus content's going to be, that yeah. full interview. So if you want to hear that, go to uh, godfatherminute.com slash support. Sign up. It's just uh, five bucks a month or f- even four bucks a month. And let me give you a little teaser for that bonus content. Your, listeners, you're going to learn a lot about Alex. Oh, boy. Maybe <laughs> yeah. I don't want to listen to this one. I mean, I took the since I was talking to her anyway about the Godfather, I figured I would ask her about like you wetting the bed and you know, when that period you were wearing diapers in middle school. <laughs> Yeah, all my all my humiliations have to do with me urinating. On, on. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even mean that, but it was the, those are the first two I could think of. Yeah, real funny. So regarding <laughs> regarding that bonus content content, so enjoy, <laughs> joy, and uh, until then, uh, take the gun, the gun and leave, leave the cannoli. cannoli.